welcome to the VitaFoods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the latest science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop and progress. Today's host is Heather Granato, Vice President of Content. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me for this podcast interview. Joining me today are Bettina Udri Yerez and Florent Ivillard. They're the heads of APAC with Alcimed, a global organization made up of a team of explorers, not consultants. The firm works worldwide in innovation consulting around scientifically and technically challenging business areas from transportation into life sciences. They're based in their Singapore office, which opened in 2016, and Florent was the author of a position paper from the firm on healthy aging, this emerging trend coming from APAC. Obviously, healthy aging is a key trend globally, and we've looked at different aspects through our VitaFoods virtual events, so it seemed relevant to dive in deeper on this trend and the impact that it's having. So Florent and Bettina, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you thank for you. the invitation. So let's dive in here. Florent, could you speak to why the healthy aging movement has been particularly notable in the APAC region and some of the unique drivers that are opening up opportunities for marketers? So basically, I'd like to start with a very obvious but very important point is that aging is inevitable, but age healthy is what you can say desirable. So the concept we're going to talk today about with healthy aging is an increasing trend indeed, as involved even more prominent in APAC. We see two main reasons. Uh, first one is demographic factor. So don't get me wrong, aging is not new, right? However, from a purely demographic standpoint, combining the life expectancy increase coupled with declining fertility rates, the world is actually on a trend with a population that is gradually aging. And countries, especially developed ones, are experiencing rapid shifts towards and an older demographic profile, and others will follow in the next decade. So in particular, Asia-Pacific is currently home of almost 60% of the world's senior population and is the fastest aging region in the world. For example, we see that by 2050, the number of seniors there is projected to be more than double than it is today. So if we talk about 2050 with seniors, it means that those population will grow old, will age by then, from now until 2050. So they are already of interest for a healthy aging concept for marketers, as you mentioned. So these demographic trends go along with an increased prevalence of chronic disease, which increase with an aging population. As you grow old, you go over 40, 50, typical non-communicable disease like diabetes and so on will start to appear and which take a toll on the healthcare systems and will challenge the national infrastructure, meaning that the APAC countries must be concerned right now, today, on anticipating this trend because of the future consequences it may have. So this demographic shift is also to combine with an awareness of the consumer regarding their health, which is increasing. We see today that the digital connectivity of the population in all the countries in Asia-Pacific, which are, by the way, super heterogeneous, and some of them are mature, some of them are in development, meaning that this digital connectivity is increasing in the country, so people are more influenced, they are more targeted by product marketing, but also by influencers, so they hear more about it. And combined also with the sanitary crisis that we are currently living, where factors like immunity, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, 
are uh, risk factors that have a big impact today with the COVID crisis. So it starts to be, let's say, more, uh, more and more aware from the consumer's mind on taking care of their health to save their old days. So overall, having those two factors combined, we see that in APAC is uh, definitely increasing for healthy aging. That certainly makes sense. And as you noted, aging itself is inevitable, but the idea of healthy aging, I guess, is what we really want to focus on. So what is the definition of healthy aging, you know, and how does that help companies maybe identify the right customer base? Yeah, indeed, it's a good question because uh, we see it a lot as a buzzword today, healthy aging. A lot of people are talking about it, but what is behind? We see that it's actually correlated to many other terms that we see in the industry. Uh, we can think of active aging, positive aging, successful aging, even productive aging. But overall, the official definition that has been given by WHO in 2015 is, quoting, the process of developing and maintaining the functional ability that enables well-being in older age, meaning that healthy aging does not only encompass physical and mental health, but it also goes above touching concepts like happiness, being independent in older age, environmental factors, etc. So for us, if we needed to define what is functional ability, which is in the center of this definition, it's actually a combination of interesting capacities, which are mental and physical capabilities growing old, and environmental factors, which is involvement in your community, geographical location of your home, your role in the society, your establishment as a human being. So all of those factors combined will basically give a good view on what healthy aging is and how it has impacted the people. Because basically, growing old, the biggest stake for consumers today is to expand their healthy aging, meaning delay as much as possible the moment where they will feel they will go below the disability threshold, meaning that they are not autonomous anymore, not independent anymore. They cannot have their functional daily life activities like mobility, cognitive, chronic disease management, and so on. So this is the overall definition of healthy aging. Now, in terms of tackling the right customer segments, there is a misconception that healthy aging can only be related to elderly and the silver economy management and so on, which is very limiting and restrictive. We see today that it goes way above. It even goes from the childhood. There are many studies from the scientific community that show the impact of proper nutrition, proper environment, growing as an infant, then as a child and a teenager that will have an impact in their old age. And then comes the general adults and senior adult stage, so typically, the young adults, those from 20 to 40, 45 years, where the stakes are mainly to growing and have a career, build a family, embracing life as it is, uh, take care of, of its body to make sure that we can still pursue our life. And then comes the limits of 45 plus, which is the moment where indeed non-communicable disease will start to appear and then challenge a bit the perception of aging. And this is a key moment where it's completely key to anticipate and start anticipating the senior stage, which is 60 or 65 plus, depending on the countries. And just coming back on this point, for the country standpoint, it's very, very important to have in mind that, especially in APAC, the healthy aging concept is super linked to the local ecosystem in each country, each communities, each culture, and we will see that later on. That makes sense as well. I think about the idea of health span, not just lifespan. And I think you encompass that well. 
Bedina, I think we were going to move over to you and talk a little bit about product development and whether you're seeing more innovation in traditional supplement formats or is it really moving into foods and beverages with these kind of enhanced properties? Sure. Well, actually, we, we see innovation on both sides. I would say it's more a different angle. For supplements, what we see is that the segmentation goes more and more beyond the health benefit itself but to adapt the product to different ages of life. So for example, we've seen a Frankel offering supplement based on age segmentation from 20s to 60s to adapt to the different nutritional needs throughout the consumer life stage. And on the other side, for the functional food, we see that products in the market are more and more adapted to the health benefits. So for example, immunity, mobility, cognitive performance. So in China, for example, Nestle offered multiple product lines for its uh, yin yang fortified milk for healthy aging consumers above 50s, and they target heart, brain, mobility as a key health benefit for the, for the portfolio. So there is two different angles of innovation, but besides, let's say, the matrix, or if it's food or supplements, an important point we've been seeing is the type of ingredients they use not only, let's say, the traditional ingredients with scientific evidences, but more and more products in EPAC, especially in EPAC, they use herbal ingredients linked to consumer belief and local consumer belief, especially through traditional Chinese medicine, traditional Ayurvedic medicine, Jammu in, in Indonesia. So that's come into innovation in terms of leaves, roots, fruits, and there is a, a big opportunity there also that we see for product innovation. It's interesting that you bring up these traditional medicinal systems that APAC consumers have a particular affinity for. It connects back, I think, this intersection between the healthy aging movement and the rise of personalized nutrition, even through technology. So could you comment maybe on the opportunities for innovative partnerships, personalized nutrition and technology to incrementally fuel growth in this healthy aging category? Yeah, it's a good point because for us, what we've been seeing is like LCAG is not a product category, but it's really a holistic concept of prevention across the life stage that leads to services beyond the product. And within these services that interact with personalized nutrition, data prediction, or even innovative partnership to fill this category. So if we take the, let's say, consumer to patient journey on LCAging, the first key element of purchasing, let's say, preventive product is awareness and how to trigger the needs of consumers to care about prevention. And this is where also we see all about personalized nutrition and partnership notably with sectors at the interface, like wearable devices to collect and analyze health information, bring this prediction, and also some partnership with institutions, like Ministry of Health, Nutrition Association. So for example, in Indonesia, Frontera partner with the Ministry of Health and the Indonesian Osteoporosis Society to really promote the prevention of osteoporosis throughout the campaign of Let's Move Indonesia. So give also big credibility of the company partnering with those players. And another type of 
innovative partnership we see is more on the other part, which is about improving retention and advocacy of the consumer. And there we can see partnership with, for example, medtech companies, food providers, or even distribution channels for online pharmacies, teleconsultation, for example. So example I have in mind is Rekit, a Benkiser that had launched last year a brain deep app to support its launch of Nurita, which is a dietary supplement to improve cognitive health. So it's really going beyond the product. And the second one is also in Indonesia, online is also providing ordering via WhatsApp mobile to directly deliver their products to the consumer. So all in all, let's say that we see intersection between healthy aging, personalized nutrition, and also really new partnership from private, public sector at the interface to really capture the growth and go faster into this uh, category. So much happening, and certainly we're seeing an acceleration of many trends like that through 2020 and beyond. And, you know, as we've had this ongoing pandemic that we've been dealing with, when we're looking ahead, let's hope that we can get COVID in the rearview mirror a little bit. What are some of the lessons that manufacturers and marketers of healthy products for consumers can kind of take away to support their business? And I'll open that to either of you. I'll go ahead if you don't mind. So indeed, I mean, the COVID crisis is an accelerator for the healthy aging concept. As I said before, it's not only linked to the sanitary condition, but also the demographic growth in APAC and the rest of the world, the increased digital connectivity and awareness of consumer, and also, as uh, Bettina presented you, the rapidly evolving competitive environment supported by innovation and also uh, collaborations. But overall, if we need to summarize what we can call the key learnings we made from Asia-Pacific here, can be actually tackled in a concept that we call the four P's of healthy aging. So prevention, prediction, personalization, and partnership. So just a few words in four pillars. So basically, on prevention, we see today that preventive actions, which offer also including nutrition and lifestyle, play an important role for people to age healthy. To offer a new product for healthy aging, it's key to segment the healthy aging consumers according to their age, their profile, their needs, uh, their local beliefs, and so on, to have a solid product positioning and a, a strong targeting for the consumers. On the other hand, we see prediction. So as uh, we discussed, technology is crucial for driving the innovation towards healthy aging. This includes prediction of disease through application of sensing, digital technologies, we can talk about big data, AI, and so on, which play a key role in uh, personalization. And then personalization, solutions, again, very high-end technologies. We can talk about genomics, for example, other specialty technologies that will be driving more advanced solutions uh, to cater for sophisticated consumer needs. So on top of offering products, integrative services along the consumer journey, also focusing to improve personalization, which goes also with uh, novel channels and experiences will accelerate market penetration. And finally, diverse partnerships, the last P, and collaborations between private and public players will be at the interface of regulation challenges, health, nutrition, technology, innovation, will be also key to tackle all the dimensions of this very complex healthy aging concept. So overall, with the change in demography, the consumer attitude, the environment, the technical transformation in the upcoming years, the future of healthy aging is dynamic and will be complex, requiring multiple approaches and collaborations to tackle this evolving uh, landscape. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you, Florent and Bettina, for sharing your insights today. I'm sure our listeners are taking away some intelligence for their own product ideation to explore this healthy aging category. And certainly to our listeners, if you're looking for more insights, please mark your calendars for our VitaFoods Insights Virtual Expo in early May, where we'll be exploring healthy aging and its impact globally. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you.